Hey, what's up everyone? Welcome back to Generation Why Me. My name is Alondra Solema. So glad you guys can make our acquaintance this fine day. And my name is Juan Felipe Salazar and welcome to our second podcast of Generation Why Me. So in today's podcast, we're definitely going to be um, delving into the election because that's basically the biggest event that's happened in between our last podcast and now and considering how much this election is gonna impact our generation i think it's important or juan and i think it's very important to delve into this and just get it out of our system and talk about it yes um so i don't i'm honestly i'm flabbergasted like i have no words that night was it was one of like the scariest things. Um, how did you spend your how the election night? Well, election night, um, I actually went to school election day. I went to school. My professors were they're terrible people, so they they still had class that day. So I was at school, but obviously I was able to make it in time for the you know the reveal and you know watching who wins what state and all that stuff. So yeah, I basically just spent the night on the couch with my mom most of the night just watching it seeing what states trump won and who hillary won and just watching the news coverage on i think it was msnbc or cnn one of the two but yeah it was a night filled with anxiety and um a lot of nervous energy i really honestly thought that hillary was going to win but at the point where she lost florida you know i just had to go upstairs and go to sleep and just you know, I just threw it in the air and went to sleep and was going to see who won in the morning. What yeah, for me, it was more like, I kind of had been planning this day. So when I got out of work, I, you know, came home and I just sat with my family. And I don't think that there has been any election like the Obama election. It, it was obviously important because mm-hmm. he's done so much for hispanic voters and everything like that yeah. but i think for this election it was just more of a of an election out of fear mm-hmm. um so i i saw that and i've never really my mom is one of the strongest people that i know so to see that fear in her face was kind of like a it was like a shock it was kind of like wow this really is impacting us and i don't have anything you know i can't do anything now Mm-hmm. Now that I already voted, I already did everything I can. And so state after state, like even though there was a lot of fear, every time we would hear that he would win a state, it would, we were still kind of hopeful. Like we we're like, okay, well, that just means that we need to win this state. And we were like yeah. planning it out. Like mm-hmm. we were like a- Counting. <laughs> yeah, no, like we were like um, the scandal team, like the gladiators. <laughs> and we're like, all right, this means that we have to win uh, California. We have right, to win right. like, like, like that. And after when it got to midnight, I kind of had a headache, so I had to go. To, so I just like decided Same. to go to sleep, and I honestly had a nightmare. Like I had, I thought that, like I heard a noise, and I thought that we were getting bombed. Like I, it was so scary. Oh and then when goodness. I woke up, I kind of knew the inevitable, inevitable, kind of what you said. When once we found out how Florida had voted, mm-hmm. and um, that obviously Michigan was one of the states that Hillary needed to win, mm-hmm. and once. Trump won uh, Michigan. It was kind of like a done deal. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of like a done deal, and I was kind of annoyed, upset. I had like an array of emotions. So yeah, yeah, most definitely. 
I woke up and I actually slept in my mom's bed that night and I woke up and I turned to her and I was like so is Trump the new president and she was like yep and I just turned back and went back to sleep and yeah that day was super draining like I called out of work it was so weird like I was so upset like I I had to just decompress you know yeah. I had my cousin, um, she has two little kids. Well, she has three, actually, but well, two of them know what's going on right now. Um, and they're still very little. And they woke up, and she kind of had, like, all these emotions from them and her. And it was, they were asking her all these questions that she didn't know how to answer. And I, I don't know how I would have handled her position to have all those questions where you don't know what to do and your kids are fearful for their lives. Like, I don't, I, I don't know how to handle my own emotions at the moment. So nonetheless handling your emotions plus your child's it's too much so yeah election day was pretty pretty crazy did you vote early or did you vote on i voted early voted early yeah so did i um how who did you vote for i voted for jill stein just putting that out there i definitely voted third party Ooh, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta talk about that so yeah, so again, this podcast is going to be all about the election um, all the way through. We're going to have podcasts like this every once in a while where we devote each podcast to a particular subject. And obviously, since this is the election and it's the most important thing in our country and to our lives right now as millennials, we're going to go ahead and talk about that. So um, do you want to say who you voted for? Sure. So I voted for Hillary. Yeah. Um, and I was a very, I mean, I was a, I was a Bernie supporter. And then once Bernie said, all right, yeah. guys, I'm, let's, I'm not going to do this anymore. Let's mm-hmm. focus on Hillary winning because she's the most, she's the one who has the most probability of winning. I was like, all right, Bernie, no problem. I'll vote for Hillary. Uh-huh. And I kind of had no problem. I mean, I like Bernie's plan obviously a lot more than Hillary's, but I had no, no problem transitioning to voting for Hillary. Um, I mean, say what you want about Hillary, but she is someone who has been, doing this her whole life uh she's would have softened those tense relations that we have right now she had a plan everything like she had a plan for everything and it's kind of like the fact that she lost somebody who had so much things had basically no background in politics exactly yeah, yeah. it's it's i honestly like that's why that's i'm it. i'm speechless just because i have no words i'm i'm still trying to believe mm-hmm. how somebody who doesn't have any any experience in the field it's it's crazy and i think it just speaks to like how misogynistic our society is like exactly. it doesn't matter how good a woman is at her job a man is always going to get picked it's completely unfair and i agree with you on that however um i don't agree with you on how hillary was gonna ease tensions because actually russia wants to go to war with us and russia putin hates hillary so if hillary had become the president we probably would have been in trouble but that's here, one thing all right i'm gonna i'm gonna let you speak but then i'm gonna get back to that no i'm done okay I'm done. <laughs> that was quick um no i mean okay here's the thing with with all of that she has been the secretary of state she has been that figure for so much of her life so obviously she has her enemies but she knows how to handle them mm-hmm. at the end of the day why does uh, putin want trump to win because he's easy to manipulate it's very easy to change his mind so at the end of the day 
we basically just handed ourselves to other countries. For me, voting third party was, it was, it was kind of like, it was kind of a joke to me. Just because like that 2% or that 1% mm-hmm. could have helped us when in, in these, thir- in like these swing states, for well, example, let me just Florida. Stop you right there. Let me just stop you. Okay, so technically Hillary did win. At the end of the day, I mean, she did win. She she won the most votes. The electoral college that basically effed everything up. Which we're gonna talk about later. Which on. yeah, you should definitely get into. Um, but let me just say that I personally voted third party because I just my views didn't like. I just didn't feel comfortable having to choose between the lesser of both evils. You know. I I, I guess, but it's like I've always said this, and I'm like. You know, it's one thing to, if you put them both on the scale, it's like, one's definitely going to outweigh the other. Hillary, you know, the only thing that she had on her side was the Benghazi and the whole email controversy. For the emails, she both times she was acquitted for, for everything that did in Benghazi, I mean, those yeah, but were... but just because you're acquitted for something doesn't mean that, you know, you're not guilty. Okay, but the thing is, like, okay, did did you see some of those emails that were actually leaked? The, you mean like after she cleared the whole server, those that got- the ones that were that were still out basically, mm-hmm. the, some of the emails were like, hey guys, do you guys remember that person from this campaign? Let's try to help them out. Mm-hmm. She was disab- disabled. Like let's try to do so-, so. Those are the things that gets me mad because I'm like, at the end of the day, you guys were so against these emails. But what were the emails really about? Like they weren't they weren't anything that were. That was gonna affect us in any way. So you guys just wanted something to fight about. And Okay, me- but why was she doing that in the first place? If, like why then oh. if, if it was if it was nothing to be worried about, why even go why even do something that you're not supposed to do, you know what I mean? I get you, but at the same time it's like, okay, she's been doing this for how many years? Forty-five plus years, and you mean to tell me that those two mistakes that she has made in those forty-five plus years is gonna outdo everything that she's done. You get me? Like, so for only do she, she has a heavy track list. I mean, honestly, Hillary isn't the person that she's painted herself to be. Like, her PR people are really, really good. Just like go and you know search up. Like, she is a complete flip flopper. There's the email scams. She blatantly lies. She accepts millions of dollars from foreign governments who harbor terrorists. They suppress women, are homophobic, so that's a clear conflict of interest. And when back when she was a lawyer, um, she defended a child rapist and got him acquitted. She, Rus- Russia invaded Ukraine under her watch, and she lied about her vote in the Iraq War, which was one so of the Trump. most pointless. I'm just saying, Trump is just as bad as Hillary if you level them together but i mean yeah hillary that's what i'm trying to say he really isn't like okay what? he isn't i don't i he don't he isn't just as bad as hillary no he's worse oh, okay. the thing about all of this is like and i understand why some people are they don't trust her which i mean i don't really trust any politician to be yeah. honest because at the end of the day their job is making sure that they're a public figure and that their image doesn't get ruined. And that's right. fine. You know, that's what most politicians do. Some politicians are better than others. I'm pretty sure Obama hasn't been a perfect person either. But, you know, he just has a better way of hiding those things. Whereas Hillary obviously has been in the public eye for such a long time. That's going to be a lot harder. However, when you... I, I don't understand how people can say that when... You know, this is a man who... 
mock you know openly mock someone with disabilities has admitted to sexually assaulting women hasn't paid his taxes hasn't paid the people who who has uh constructed their buildings he has a, like multiple rape charges at the moment he went bankrupt four times and he has not paid his taxes in in forever so like to put that against hillary's two mistakes is kind of like but i'm saying hillary hasn't just made two mistakes so yeah i understand that you that your vote was basically just to not have trump who's such an open like trump who's openly said so many terrible things recently especially like to have him as a president so i i guess i can understand you from that standpoint now okay he's obviously the president-elect and now it's come kind of more of a what what do we do now what now let's talk about a little more about the things that trump said he's gonna do in his first 100 days as president and what he's already said uh in the first couple like in the first week of him being uh, president-elect so in the first two days mind you guys it's the first two days that he was that he was the president-elect he already went back on the whole hillary emails um as you couldn't recall remember when he was like oh we're gonna take her to jail we're gonna yeah he was like oh we're gonna take her to jail we're gonna look into that well already on his first two days he's already like no that's fine i mean hillary she's not that bad and for me, it was always something that I've always said, oh, as soon as he wins, he's going to flip-flop sides. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, he has a quote for in People Magazine where he said, oh, if I ran, all these Republicans would vote for me and they're stupid. And da, da, da. Um, obviously, a big thing in this election was LGBTQ rights. Um, and apparently now he uh, said in a conference that, no, I wouldn't mind. Oh, they asked him about... Um, transgenders and how he would feel if somebody in the trump towers went to a uh if somebody who was a transgender female went inside a a female bathroom how would he feel about it and obviously for a lot of republicans that was like a big issue because they're they're really against it and he was like oh no i'm fine with it and recently obama signed this plan that would basically protect uh planned parenthood and now it looks as like trump you know he's always been pro-life and looks like right now he is kind of softening up on that and so that basically just states that he would do anything to win and he played y'all so i'm so confused like how he literally he, switched yeah talk about a flip-flop yeah definitely <laughs> speaking of boy and liars <laughs> and stuff like that well then that's such a gemini thing to do <laughs> so oh along gosh. with the things that he's already said that he's you know not gonna do anymore he said that he is gonna do some things on his first 100 days like he is going to cancel Obama's executive actions on immigration, which is the DACA agreement, and the uh, and on guns as well. So those are some of the things that Trump has said that he's gonna do in his first 100 days, and he's already said that he's not gonna do in his like first week that he flipped up. Can I just say that the whole wall idea is stupid, and those of you who think that it's gonna happen or voted for him because of it, y'all are dumb because most immigrants don't even come through the, the it's such a wall. small percentage yeah. that people who who cross the border mm-hmm. illegally most of the people are doing this uh, like 
are overstaying their visa or doing things yeah. like that. They it's, usually come on airplanes, so... Exactly. But clearly, you guys wouldn't, you know, obviously people who voted for Trump wouldn't know that because they don't have any family members who have, have to go through that struggle. Let's just move on from what Trump is thinking about doing onto what Obama has done or what he can do before he leaves office. He has like about 68 days left. I'm not sure if I'm correct, but it's roughly around that number. And um, among one of the things that he's done already is put a block on the proposed rule of taking down Planned Parenthood for any political reasons. Um, that means that Trump can't cut funding because they don't like that abortion is legal. The rule that he mandated stipulates the federal government could only cut family planning funding from clinics like Planned Parenthood if the clinic was not or could not provide adequate care. So that's an amazing thing that he did. And I'm so glad Obama is still, you know, helping women and fighting for our rights. Talk um, about a president who has literally done so much yeah. from the beginning to his presidency to the very last like mm -hmm. days of his presidency he is continuing to do all of these great things and i have said and a, a lot of my family members don't agree but for me he has been one of the greatest presidents that we have ever had in this country yeah definitely in addition to that he could issue rules on a number of important energy and technology issues such as renewable fuels and methane vehicle-to-vehicle -vehicle communications which would impact smart cars and fuel efficiency all these measures would be intended to counteract Trump's presumed agenda, which is deregulatory and skeptical toward environmental protections. So in addition to protecting women's rights, he could, and I think that he should, also make an effort to help our environment because climate change is real and I don't want my children you know, dying of heat stroke exactly. the minute they walk out. <laughs> like, do you guys realize we have a president right now that believes that climate change was invented by China? China people. Y'all did this, okay? Y'all really, y'all really <laughs> voted for I'm this so orange puff, okay? I'm so upset. I'm so mad. So, each week, we will be discussing something that we are particularly passionate about in our segment titled sound off so what i'm passionate about this week is the fact that people really went out to a voting station to go and vote for harambe and hennessy for me that's such a slap in the face that's it's such a fuck you yeah because definitely. how the fact that people think really that the, the fact that people think that this is a joke that this election was a joke enough for you to get a couple of retweets how is that i hope your couple of retweets is worth someone's life i hope that that's how you envision it because that's what you technically just did your vote was so important in this election and you decided to waste it on voting for a, a dead gorilla <laughs> like i'm uh, and Hi. 11,000 votes. It wasn't just a couple of, it yeah. was 11,000 people who so went out and voted for a dead gorilla. Come on now, like that's, when you have kids and they ask you, well, what did you do? How, who did you vote for in this presidency? You mean to tell me that you'll be perfectly fine with saying, oh, I, I voted for a dead gorilla because I wanted to be funny for some people that I've never met before on social media. Y'all are lame. <sighs> 
So while I calm down, we have a caller here who is also passionate about her own views and we're gonna get her on now. All right guys, so we have our first guest here and she is from what I understand a Hillary supporter and she's just gonna give us a little bit on her insight. Um, so guess go ahead and start. Hi, uh, my name's Joelle. Uh, I attend Broward College. So how do you feel? Well, first of all, you voted for Hillary, right? Yes, I did. And why did you want, why did you decide to vote for Hillary? Well, why I voted for her is because, number one, she has plenty of experience. She's been experienced in politics and all that stuff since 17 years old. She's been a first lady. Yes, Joelle, um, yes. She's secretary. Yeah. So she has plenty of experience, and it's one of those things like she's going against somebody that was on The Celebrity Apprentice. Mm -hmm. Not saying that he's not capable of that, but at the same time, does he really have full, you know, all the credentials? That's why he can't really formulate sentences about what he wants to do for this country. Exactly. And how do you feel about him? Because we talked about this earlier. How do you feel about him changing his opinion on a lot of things that he said he was going to do, like Obamacare or um, the whole Hillary email stance thing? How do you feel about that? Uh, you mean like now how he's elected and he's sitting there changing everything that he's going to do? That's what you're saying, basically? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Well, he's a joke. I can say that because um, it's, it's it's just like he literally kind of like took the votes of I guess I, well I'm not saying all people who support Trump are white supremacy not saying oh, supremacists I'm not saying all the people who voted for him are who are black who uh, they hate themselves I'm not saying that but at the same time it's just one of those things like he got the votes of the people who want uh, people to discriminate against like Muslims mm -hmm. and he got the vote for the, from the people who it's only blue lives that matter. He got the vote from the people who, which yeah, is something that like I don't understand. Like, so it's what? like the fact blue that lives? he's changing his well, he's changing his words now, but you know, and saying, oh, I'm not gonna do this anymore, or you know, I know he had an interview with. Uh, at the Trump Tower, I think it was yesterday or the day before, and he yeah. said basically if Caitlyn Jenner walked in, she would be able to choose whichever bathroom she wanted to. But yeah, and that's see the facial that, expressions of everybody in the back. Like, that's wait, exactly what we talked about. Everybody, Republican. everybody who was in, basically in the background, like the Republicans were like, "Wait, what? Like mm -hmm. I thought you were exactly, you got Trump." Exactly. But you could see so, their facial expressions. It's not like they they're kind of staring at the camera, like, "Wait, you're a conservative Republican? You know, you're VP." is pence who believes in electrocuting the gayness out of kids like exactly you know. so yeah. joelle i have a question for you since you are a hillary supporter how do you feel about like her public image like all of the have you like have you done any like research as to mm -hmm. weighing trump and hillary together like how do you feel about all the terrible things that she's done and how did you what? overlook that when you voted for her Oh, okay. Well, honestly, it's just like with the whole Benghazi and four lives were lost and everything and she probably could have done things before to not let this happen and the fact that she used her personal email instead of using her work email. I feel like that was carelessness mm -hmm. and do I really feel like it was something horrible? No, not really. Um, 
we talked about this earlier, Joel, and we I, I had mentioned that, you know, for me, it was like the two mistakes that she has done in her 45 plus years. Okay, of... it's not two mistakes, though. She's She <laughs> has a long list of being a liar, a flip-flopper. Back in the day, oh. you know, she was against um, gay marriage. Now she is. Back but, then, but, back then, she called black girls or black people super predators to control them. And now she wants to hit the dab and do the whip. Like, I don't understand. But here's the thing. Here's the thing about that is that we at, we're acting like this isn't, like, she's not allowed to change her opinion. And yeah. to say that we all haven't changed our opinion about certain matters, I know my opinion has changed on gay marriage a lot, especially in the new climate that we are more open. So it's not really fair to say, oh, well, she flip flop. Well, okay, it's not like she flip flop for her career's sake. She no. flip flop just because she, she decided She to. does. No, no, no. She, if she flip flops for her career's sake, she has flip flopped from the beginning to now. <laughs> so who's to say if she got elected as president, just like Trump is doing? If, oh, okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, so it's just saying. like, they're both equally bad. So I'm not saying not to vote, but did you consider maybe not voting or maybe um, voting third party at any point? I just don't agree with that. I just think it's just a, it's just taking eyes off the prize. That's literally what they're doing. It's a third party because when does third party ever win? Never, you know, never has, never will. Um, but it's one of those things like, I did think about it, of course, like before voting for her, because of course I did the research and, and the whole gay marriage thing, you know, if I decide, I'm gonna use myself as an example. Um, in sixth grade and seventh grade, it's like when I heard the idea of gay people, it was like, <laughs> yeah, like no, ill, ill, what? Like, nah. And then obviously, when I walked into ninth grade, and obviously, I met some girl in my class, and she happened to, she was just talking to me, and it was my first day meeting her, and she said, oh, something, my girlfriend. I was like, wait, you have a girlfriend? And she's like, yeah, I'm gay, I'm lesbian. And I was like, oh. And I was like, wait, this girl's actually nice. And I'm not trying to sound dumb and like naive, but it's one of those things like, it's just like, I'm not saying they couldn't be nice people, but I didn't know that. So it's one of those things like, it opened up my eyes in ninth, 10th grade. Like, wait, there's actually gay people in this world. There's actually people who love other people and they love and they're nice and they're lovely and they're kind. So it opened up my eyes. And that's why honestly, the whole gay marriage thing, you know, I'm just like, you know, you love who you want. Exactly. And I, I feel so like it's, yeah. I feel like it's a lot of um, the way that we were taught as children and, and especially because I know you're from the Caribbean and I'm from South America, which that culture isn't really accepted. Mm -hmm. So I it definitely agrees to that. So now that we as millennials are more open, we have yeah. to accept that and we to allowing him to win was a step backwards. At this point, how do you think that we should try and get, you know, people's attention so that they they know how we feel about being like marginalized and the racism and being put to the side and abused and just Yeah, like how do we move forward yeah. now? What should we do? with everything well i feel like no matter what protest protesting yes will work i don't i don't disagree with that it's just the vandalizing part i don't agree with but i feel like yeah just number one protesting getting educated and being able to speak so um don't go and sit there and say 
Trump did this, Trump did that, you know, it's not, you don't have any information behind it, and, um, okay, number one, sit there and, yeah, talk, and it's one of those things, like, if anything, form groups, like, what you guys doing, or what you guys are doing, I think it's just amazing, um, Thank it's you. very smart, it's yeah, because it's one of those things, like, you're, we're talking to our own peers and our own level, it's not like, uh, you're talking to a 40-year-old that's saying, this, that, 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 and it's like, oh, I don't, you know, it's not that we don't know those words, we're not that advanced, let's just say that, so we're talking to our own peers. Thank you so much, and one last question before mm-hmm. you leave, um, how do you feel about all these votes, all those people who voted Harambe or Hennessy or all of these things. How do you feel about that? Because I, we just did our sound off and I was very passionate about that, about how oh. stupid it was. And how do you, how do you feel about that? How, what? Well, I just feel like those people are really bored. <laughs> like, really, like, okay. I, I voted because I moved. Um, so I had to drive like a good 15 minutes to where I had to go vote. 15 or 20 minutes mm-hmm. where I'm registered. So it's one of those things like I literally got in a car, got dressed, drove over there, parked my car, got out my car, listened mm-hmm. to all these people telling me, vote for me, vote for me, vote for me, while I'm going inside, mm-hmm. wait in line, go through all this whole process, then call me first time voters, cheer. Anyway, so I went through all that thing just to sit there and put Harambe, like, you know, or whatever how you say his name, a dead ape and a Hennessy. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just like really the idea of it. It's like you wasted an hour of your life or 30 minutes of your life just to do that. For a couple and it, exactly. it's just, I feel like that was just dumb and it's like you know are you really looking for attention and I feel like that's what it was oh, definitely. don't get me got wrong they got 64,000 retweets on Twitter and all this stuff but it's one of those things like you really did that that was just I feel like that was idiotic you might as well you should have just put your vote towards a third party at that point or you should have just written, written in um, Bernie Sanders. Like, literally. That's, that's what I feel like. You know, it's just like, if you really did not agree with any of the candidates, then you should have just either never voted or just, that was just, no, yeah. no. And I, and like, I, I yeah. feel like that's something that's going on in our generation uh-huh. as millennials, that we feel that we have to be, yeah, that everything is a joke and that we have to be funny for Twitter and that we have to do this to be liked. Like, that's what kind of gets me mad about this generation is just the fact that we feel that everything is social media based. And yeah, it's a big part of our lives because we have grown up in an age where technology is so important for us. But it doesn't mean that you have to turn every social issue into it's a joke or into yeah. a meme. Mm-hmm. It's something that we have to look forward to as a, as a generation to fix. Yeah, to sit there and stop. Like, don't get me wrong, I love laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I have over 219 memes on my phone. No. <laughs> but, exactly. it's one of those things like, it's just, it's, not everything's a joke. And some yeah. things you just don't laugh at. Like, it's just, it's sometimes you just scratch your head and you're like, damn it, people. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's just, it's, it's some, some things are just not meant to laugh at. And everybody wants to be up to date. Everybody wants to be hip. That's why people are stealing people's tweets. You have Tammy Rivera who stole uh, somebody on my Twitter's tweet. And um, it's just one of those things like, yeah, it's, everybody just wants to be retweeted. Everybody yeah. wants to be Twitter famous, you know? It's just, everybody's trying to be hip. And it's like, It's on. annoying. Like, you know, everything's not funny. It's really not funny. Like, mm-hmm. I have somebody in my, what do you call it, that thing, mentions and they're telling me oh you're black president this that that and i'm like what the hell like what? <laughs> yeah uh, whatever so yeah people need to just 
not every was a joke. Sometimes it's okay to laugh, but there's a time and place for that. Yeah. Helps not. Yeah. But thank you so much. Yeah, you were great. You were great. You great. So no problem, you guys. No problem. Alright, so moving on from that, my sound off is basically going to be about how, personally, I think that Trump's presidency will turn out to be a good thing for this country. Now, just wait before you jump down my throat. Okay, so... Explain yourself. Back to what I was saying earlier about how our generation is going to bring forth a lot of change and metamorphosis, not only in our lives, but most likely in this country, because, you know country needs that but um i think that trump running for this election has brought out a lot of pain in our country and a lot of racism and a lot of ugly and whenever there's ugly you know wherever there's rain there's gonna be sunshine so personally i think that we are gonna be going through for lack of a better words a purging you know state probably throughout these four years not to say that People may not die. Um, you know, things are gonna happen, but at the end of all of, at the end of this, what I'm predicting is that we're gonna come out on the other side better than much so much better than what how we were before. Well I hope you know that rain and sunshine come and go like Hurricane Matthew. It's <laughs> been here and then it goes. But I guess I understand what you mean. I mean So yeah, that's my prediction and that's my sound <laughs> Obviously, we're not the only ones who have an opinion about this election. Here are some tweets from people and about how they felt on election night. So Maureen Ram on Twitter said, Disappointed Americans, please do not leave. Those most affected do not have the privilege to leave. Fellow Americans need us. Catherine Q on Twitter also stated, Hell hath no fury like a historically privileged group, fearing they are losing power. So guys, that was our sound off segment. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. We're going to be doing this throughout upcoming podcasts as well. So let's jump into something that's a little bit more lighthearted, something that will ease our mind just a little bit off of all of this you know, race talk and election talk and politics. We're going to state our Netflix recommendations for this podcast. Um, Juan, do you want to start? Yeah, so my Netflix recommendation for the week is a docu-film titled The White Helmets, and it's essentially a movie about these medical caretakers in Syria, and they go out and they help these group of Syrians who are obviously going through such as a disaster at the moment in that country, um, and you really get to see the other side of this war that's going on and you really get to see what they're going through it does give you an, an insight about what's going on in our political climate so it's a great movie to watch i definitely recommend it again it's called the white helmets on netflix what about you alondra what's your netflix recommendation for the week my netflix recommendation is titled meet the blacks it's more of a comedy movie so you're yeah, definitely, definitely a change yeah <laughs> it's it's actually really really funny and it's good i actually like <laughs> I, I cracked up while i was watching the movie um features mike epps so clearly you know he's more of a comedy person um the story is basically a spin on the purge movie um mike epps whose character is named carl black he moves into la from chicago in a big mansion with his family where the purge doesn't happen apparently but it ends up happening in that neighborhood anyway and for 12 hours they 
have to survive it and you'll just have to see how they do it they go through hilarious adventures during those 12 hours and yeah i would recommend it <laughs> 8 out of 10 just trust me guys <laughs> i guess no, no, I'm kidding. I, I actually did watch the movie and it was actually pretty funny it was hilarious yo all right guys well that was all for this podcast i hope you guys enjoyed it if you guys haven't watched our first podcast, go ahead and check it out on SoundCloud or iTunes. And you guys can tweet us at generation underscore why me at Twitter. And if you guys want to follow me, my name is Juan Felipe Salazar at Salazar F Juan on Twitter or Instagram. And you guys can follow me. My name is Alondra Sulema. And my Twitter handle is Elusive Mulata. And Instagram is also Elusive Mulata. So yeah, thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you in, in two weeks. weeks. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.